Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. Exploring and expanding the consciousness. Learning from each other. We discuss and explore our journeys of spiritual development. You are now tuned in to the Full Circle Frequency. Hello and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. Hello. Hello, Phil. Phil. Hello, Julie. <laughs> How Hi, are you Phil. both? Uh, we're in a mischievous <laughs> mood, aren't we, Julie? I think oh, we are, yes. Bit, yeah, uh, we're causing yeah. shenanigans I've in the studio. I've noticed that. I've noticed. Cheeky mood. Now, I must, <laughs> I must apologise to you both because I bought you a cracker. Christmas cracker, it's in the car. I was oh. going oh. to let you pull my cracker tonight, Julie. Right. Oh, oh, wow. I've not had an offer like that for a long time. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so we've talked about mince pies. We've now gone on to crackers. crackers yeah. I feel crackers. I feel crackers tonight. You make me feel crackers. Um, Is it a real cracker or are you just pulling my leg? No, I'm just pulling your Pulling leg. your cracker. Oh. I'm just pulling my, just pulling your cracker. I'm disappointed now after all that. Yeah. Never so, mind. Next time. It's just occurred to me, Julie, that it is our one year friendversary next week on the 12th. It is. Happy yeah. anniversary. Thank you, Phil. It's, Same to it's you. been a pleasure. I know. Hasn't the time flown there? Yeah. Glenn, I don't know when our anniversary is. Um, yeah, we've been on, on and off, haven't we, Phil, for quite some a few years? Oh, we've had breakups. All <laughs> sorts. <laughs> we haven't. We haven't really. Yeah. Look. So, yeah, happy anniversary then. Shall oh. we get straight into it? I think we should. Yeah, we've got yeah. we've got a wonderful guest this evening with us. Um, I'm so excited to introduce facilitator of Earth Sky Heart Space, um, Reiki healer, a psychic reader, um, crystal healer. Um, so somebody so special that we've already interviewed mm, at the Mind, have. Body, Spirit as well previously. Please welcome May Carissa Baroff. Oh. Hello. Hello, May. Hello, Hello We're May. Glad to be here. Uh, we are blessed and so full of gratitude, May, that you're with us to record. We are so pleased. So thank you. Oh. You're welcome. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to where this podcast is going to go. And um, uh, yeah, looking forward to getting started. Now, we'll talk about Earth, Sky, Heart Space um, mm. later on with you. Um, <laughs> but I feel that actually recording this um, ties in lovely with the fact that you're bringing that back into your own practice. Yes. Um, it feels like just feels right for you that the timing that timing mm. feels right for you at the minute i feel that things are well actually i feel that things are changing for everybody at the minute and things mm -hmm. are coming back and things are new beginnings are massive at the minute aren't they so mm. yeah. it's really really interesting because just before this um phone call i was saying uh, this feels like it's a sign um i of course, I've had a bit of a break and gone through some deep, deep healing mm. um, over the last few years. Um, I've been running the Sky Heart Space Meditation since 2012. And um, I actually feel like part of the process that I've been through over the last few years is kind of becoming a clearer vessel yeah. so I can support the energies that I'm um, being a conduit for. Mm -hmm. um, and... Um, it feels like it's a really important time to do this energy work as well. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so also very grateful that you, you've got me on your show today because it's something that I'm really keen to talk about in terms of energy work for the highest good. Yeah. You're very welcome. Yeah, it's very much Lovely needed. to have you on mm -hmm. here. Before we get into 
some really deep conversation because I feel that it could go really deep tonight. But there's one burning question that I've asked everybody, May, so far tonight. Have you had your first Christmas (laughs) mince pie yet? (laughs) No, I haven't. It's December. It's it's December. What are you playing at? Same as us there. You can. <laughs> True, what am I playing at? I'm, watching, I'm one of those gluten-free kind of people, so I have to go and hunt out the special ones. I feel like Ray Mears when I go into the supermarket trying to find things that I can <laughs> Well, I'm not going to bore you with any... I'm not. I'm not even going to go into the fun facts about mince pies. I'm not going to do it to you. You'll have to watch the video that we've just put on Facebook. Yeah, you've rinsed yeah. that, that gag for all it's worth. It's done. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. It's done. That one. So anyway, anyway, May. Um, let's go back to the beginning. Can you tell us all about your own spiritual awakening and your own your own path? Really, your own yeah, spiritual path. It- start where did it begin i'd love to um the spiritual awakening i think it's something that's a slow burner for everybody i think it's always there yeah and i think i was very lucky because um my father was a ranger at sherwood forest Mm. and we our family lived in sherwood forest is to santa and it's got a high concentration of veteran oak trees that are over 600 years old. Yeah. Yeah. So I was very, very lucky to have that environment to grow up in. You know, they say the the first seven years of your life is where you get the most kind of mental, emotional programming. And luckily for me, a lot of tree energy and forest energy in there. And um, when we moved out of when I was seven, I felt absolutely mortified. Um, it really felt like a big chunk of my life had been taken away. And it was okay, though, because I just kept being taken up the forest with Dad and sitting in the office and volunteering and litter picking and doing festivals. And and I realised in my young teens, you know, that turbulent age, um, I've realised that when I went for walks in the forest, it would always make me feel better. Yeah, like much better. Calming, and well. I used to the point where it, it was really noticeable. And I used to think, what it, what could this be? And I was quite into sort of like making herbal uh, sort of face packs and hair rinses and things. So I just assumed that it was this essential oils from the trees. Yeah, uh, um, I did have strange kind of spiritual awareness. As a child in the forest, I've definitely felt presences of different sort of um, uh, fae kind of, uh, but yeah, sort of like a fae presence. Yeah. Sometimes a bit goblin, sometimes a bit lighter, sometimes like a like a motherly presence. Um, in fact, I, I think I got my mum's nerves because I told her I'd got a fairy mother (laughs) (laughs) and she's a really good artist and she tried to connect with this and draw pictures of her and I was just saying no that's not her (laughs) 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 did you ever Um, see any spiritual lights in there say that again sorry did you ever see any spiritual lights there in the forest because usually you see like sprite lights yeah that's right I can't say I did then. I just felt the forest and okay. I felt kind of like a, they call it like a Claire cognizance, don't they? I just kind of felt it and I knew it. Yeah. And I could feel the different energies of the, I would say it was like different feelings for a long time. I'd just say the forest had different feelings, it depended on different areas. Uh, but I, I had a lot of dreams about living in Sherwood Forest when it was much more ancient mm. and there were no paths and I was just running through Sherwood Forest and felt very pure. Um, also had strange sort of alien dreams right. connected mm-hmm. with the forest. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I can't say I saw any light beings at that time, but mm. I, there was definitely sort of like an energetic mystery that I felt connected with. Yeah. Um, 
And then I suppose as I uh, grew up and kind of, uh, you know, started studying at college the, the, and university, I lived in Leicester, so I kind of got more wrapped up in my own kind of thing. Um, uh, I'd have, I always, I've had like an energetic experience as I've been falling asleep. And it was only when I started having Reiki in about 2007, 2008, that I realized that it was very similar. So, um, you know, when you have Reiki, I've got like an energy vision and I can see the energies coming in and see the color of them and get a feeling of how fast and slow those energies are coming in. And I realized that I've actually always had that. Yeah. Um, from childhood, at a kind of uh, bedtime, it's calming down time, the nervous system's calming down, and you're sat in the darkness, and then see the energies come in. Sort of um, the energies coming alive. I, I didn't know what that was at the time, and it actually took me. Um, I was very interested in Buddhism. I was very interested in meditation, and I, I can't remember where I picked up meditation from. I did read Dalai Lama's Guide to Happiness when I was about 17. Yeah, good book. Um, and I did would meditate from time to time and I knew that it was something that I should do for me and had some interesting experiences with that sort of uh, at the end of the night, sat up straight in meditation, posture, cross-legged, and then I'd wake up in the morning just completely under the quilt and can't really remember what happened in between then. Um, but it wasn't until I was really suffering with um, chronic pain with endometriosis that I had to be so desperately suffering in pain that that was actually the only time that I thought I'd actually try something that would be thought of as more alternative and that's when I started having Reiki mm. um, <clears throat> and it's, it surprises me now that it took that, that I was that cynical about energy healing yeah. Um, but when I had that experience uh, straight away, I was seeing colours, seeing energies, I saw symbols. Um, I'd have wonderful dreams. I'd have what I would have called them waking visions. Um, so, uh, and they would take the form of, or, or, or kind of like waking dreams. Uh, it would be more close to the description I'd given it and uh, had really beautiful visions like symbolic about being a, a, a tree in the forest, an ancient oak tree that's hollow mm. and somebody coming and lighting a fire and burning out the disease and the illness I was right. suffering with, yeah. with the pain right. mm. and then somebody planting a, a birch tree. Oh, uh, yeah, the, in between that period there was like a tiny bird that had a a nest um, and laid eggs and they, uh, brought the chicks up and then they flew from the nest and then a birch tree was started to grow in, inside this hollow cavity of me as an oak tree and uh, it became like a laminate of ancient oak and new birch and then I felt the whole connection of the whole forest and I became the whole of Sherwood Forest um, and it was an amazing, profound experience. Um, the the Reiki sessions reduced my pain with every session that I went. It was very, very um, uh, t um, very matter of fact. Mm. Very matter of fact changes that my pain reduced, uh, and that was incredible because my pain was extra extraordinarily torturous for a number of years um so the, the fact that i was it felt like some kind of redemption that I was freed from the pain yeah the visions that i was having kind of matched up with synchronicities in my life i saw the um after that lovely vision of being a tree nation oak tree and the, the bird having nest there and eventually becoming Sherwood Forest and I um, I went for a walk soon after with my parents and I saw the tree that I was 
if that makes sense. And yeah. then my dad, yeah. um, as a ranger, just knew that there was a wren's nest in that tree wow. and told me about it. And yeah. and it was like, oh, that is just like the vision I've just had. Like, how can this be? And I and I started to trust in something other than the reality that I felt like we were just made to see and not see any further and mm. you know if you yeah. think any further than the apparently matter of fact things and there's you know there's something wrong with you for, for thinking about you know the existence of energies mm. although in the east it's very <clears throat> you know that that's, that's normal, quite a usual it? thing yeah. to yeah mm. you know to be aware of the energies of the earth and the rocks and the water yeah the trees mm. um Nice. So that was that was a big spiritual awakening. Yeah, I think. Um, and felt drawn to chanting, and, yeah. and I've had experience like the dreams are quite where I pick up <clears throat> my big psychic experiences, really. And I had a dream that I had a healing from. Um. It was like a, a, it was very strange. It was a drum. <laughs> I was playing a drum in my dream, a, a, a debuka, like a belly dancing drum. Right. And then the skin of the drum turned blue. And then it, the kind of the blueness became 3D a, a space, so like sky. Mm. And then um, there, there was a staff that came through, like a four legged staff. It came through, and then I saw like a guru figure, and um, he put his hands on my shoulders, and he was looking very earnestly in me, in in the eyes, and um, it was very strange. He was saying, "Make the devil step in hell," <clears throat> and when he was saying that, I was thinking, "I don't believe in the devil," and you know, why is he saying that to me? <laughs> um, <laughs> But he just kept saying it repeatedly again and again and again. Mm. Um, and then he got this stuff and from the four legs, he held those over an area on my body, on on, uh, on my tummy, and sort of sucked all these energies out of me. Mm. And I, I sort of woke up going, ooh, ooh, with this kind of pulling sensation. And as I opened my eyes, I saw this symbol, this beautiful blazing symbol, um, which I've drawn and, and kept and recorded and used. And um, I described to my Reiki master the, the figure that I saw, um, and she said that I've described uh, the, the guru uh, Sai Baba, <clears throat> who she'd actually been to see while he was still alive. Um, and apparently he, he is um, a soul that does visit people in the dreams. Lots of people have mentioned. Yeah, it's a reg- it, it was a regular occurrence for him to appear in people's dreams, um, and it's just kept enthralling me and compelling me to trust and connect with this process and every healing session. Some quite general and generalized energy wise, and but some can really kind of knock your socks off, and uh, you know you can come away from an energy healing session just. You know the sense of restoredness and and self belief and um, you know kind of symbols to work with and sense of purpose and um, which I kind of started working in my own way and uh, then I. Um, uh, I just had a, a way of connecting in and, and thinking about things in, in my own little made-up way, really. I've not had a particular feeling like I should have a, a particular affinity to any particular sort of way as such. Um, and but I was very interested in ancient sites. I've seen a lot of ancient sites around the UK and Scotland and Orkney. And um, I was meditating at... Um, a stone circle in Cornwall called Boscar Noon, which oh. is kind of spelt Boscar 
Cowan Un. And it's a very special stone circle, uh, the Mary and the Michael line crossed through it. Oh, um, that's, um, I've not heard of that, but that's the same, kind of probably the same lines that pass through at uh, the Chalicewell Gardens then. Um, I, I would, yeah. Yeah, because I, I would think say so. Mary, the Mary, um, the Mary and the Archangel Michael lines cross in that in the garden there, don't they as well? Yeah, that's that's really wonderful. And like, if you can get to those places, I think you can kind of tap in to mm. sort of like a network of information. Um, yes, and and Boscan you've got the two point, the kind of the two starting points where this, the, these ley lines start in the UK. They're not far mm. away. You've got St Michael's Mount. Yeah. Um, and uh, Carnival, which is um, an area on the coast near Land's End where the energy is very strong, yeah, where the marine line starts. So, yeah, it's, it's really wonderful how they come in there. And the St. Berrien's not far away from Boscarnune Stone Circle, where the Michael Line passes through, and also there's a Cumbrae Hill, which is like a a big mother earth mound yeah um where uh, summer solstice rituals have been held for hundreds hundreds of years and they, they actually stopped in the modern period but they've actually brought it back and it's really nice thing to go there on uh, summer solstice mm. um so That's yeah it. during during my meditation at Boscornoon I had this um really lovely vision of me being in the roots of a tree and that's where I was with my kind of sickness and illness and my struggles mm -hmm. and in this vision I rise rose up through from the roots and and sort of was lying horizontally and kind of traveled up the the trunk of the tree and then up to the tops of the branches and then I experienced this kind of sense of my heart sort of uh opening and opening and opening and releasing uh, this love, this pink energy. Um, and the tree that I was traveling up was a tree in Sherwood Forest. And I felt like this kind of ley line energy was kind of a bit like, um, took me in to the connection mm -hmm. to my home forest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Plug you into um, the and, and the, and the vision when I'm in the top of the tree, sort of laying horizontally in the branches and my heart just, radiating this pink energy and this love it radiated over the forest and and then out like beyond Nottinghamshire and then the rest of the country and then the rest of the world yeah and it just felt really wow really significant um and I wanted to mark this as a significant moment so I did a sort of like a little ritual while I was there I carried a tin with lots of little magical objects in and sort of infused and embodied that energy into like a little incense cone. And I'd already made um, a bunch of flowers as an offering in the stone circle. <clears throat> but I, it didn't feel right to have a bunch of flowers. Um, I should normally have one with uh, stalks at the bottom and flowers at the end. I made it like a double-headed um, bunch of flowers so there were there were flowers at the um, the base on the top and then they were tied together in the middle and I, I lit this incense cone and I infused that sort of the that sort of tree vision part exploding energy into this bunch of flowers that I left as an offering in the in the centre stone at this stone circle and from I felt like I had to make sense of that vision mm. and then from dreams um, and experiences I was attending um, sweat lodges um, my Reiki teacher had learned um, a different type of Reiki, a Japanese oh, it sounds strange saying a Japanese type of Reiki um, <laughs> because Reiki is Japanese but it's, it was one with some more sort of um, techniques energy techniques and it was kind of seen more as like a spiritual path rather than just healing it's about embodying yeah. the energies and along with that came some shikundo exercises which are 
quite similar to uh, Qigong. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's about um, connecting with the earth and uh, the, the um, kind of cosmic energies and the heart energies. Um, and there's, there were just so many different influences that all seemed to be coming together. I had this dream telling me that I've got to get into the earth sky. Um, I was going into the forest after sweat lodges and just spending time uh, uh, with with like a little portable altar with a um, abalone shell and burning sage or um, herbs as an offering and crystals as an offering to Mother Earth and connecting with that energy. Yeah. Oh gosh, yes, one of the um, sweat lodges that I attended. I had a really powerful experience where I felt like Mother Earth was talking directly to me. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really beautiful. And what I was really her, didn't want to come what out was of her that message? Vision. What was her message to you? Her message was that um, she'd always, she was sort of showing me my childhood in the forest, climbing trees, yeah. with a kind of a sense of like a buzz in the air and saying, can you, can you see that you were never alone and that I was always there with you? Mm. Yeah. And I was just so in love with Mother Earth with this message. Yeah. Do you still get into Sherwood Forest, May? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great place. I, uh, I didn't get lost in Sherwood Forest because I know that whichever direction you go, you're going to come to a road and you're going to be all right. But I was I was there the other Saturday, and I just it was one of those days where you think, oh, that looks a that looks like a nice path, and I and I, so I went down it, and then you come across another one. Oh, that looks like a nice path, so I went down that one. <laughs> yeah. I lost my bearings a little bit, but I, I walked I walked from um, down at the bottom of Budby near the waterworks towards Meadon Vale. Oh, right, you really did head out far there. So I I walk from there and Mm. then up to Shield Forest, around Shield Forest, and then Mm. back down. Mm. So that's, to be honest, that's that's my old old, um, playground, to be honest. When we were children, we would play up at Budby when they had the old, Mm. uh, when they used to have old tanks up there from the wall. Oh, yes. So, yes. so we used to play on those tanks when we were kids. Right. So it's my whole haunting ground, really, from <laughs> from childhood. Another forest, yeah. yeah. It was, um, Baby then. do you know, mm. I think I was, because I was about two when we moved to Sherwood Forest, and I haven't got any memories of those tanks being there, but so many uh, friends at school, mm. um, I'd hear them talking about the tanks mm. there, because if anybody's listening that doesn't know, there was a part of Sherwood Forest that was MOD land. Yeah. MOD training land um, yes, yeah. and it was just a world of imagination it really was a playground wasn't it yeah it's the it's what's now called the Budby Reserve mm. and it's that area that actually is um, also used now for um, mm-hmm. I can't think the word's gone off my head mm. uh, naturists Oh. Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. I must yeah. get some binoculars. I'm sorry, Glenn, but I didn't see any. Didn't oh. There was nobody there. I spent hours looking. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Are you sure you got lost? Did you make fire? Oh dear. Did you make fire? Oh, I'm pleased <laughs> to still get out into Shield Forest because it's such a special place. Do you oh, feel? It really is. It's really so much magic there in so many different ways i mean mm. one of the things that i love about would be is the the birds that migrate from africa the yeah. night jars yeah and it's it's the i'd love i'd love you to come maybe we could do that next june and go and listen to the night jars oh, calling that um, oh that's mm. a that's a podcast for next june Definitely. Oh, absolutely it's just Oh, yeah, and it's so haunting, this really peculiar sort of cheering noise. Mm. Um, and I honestly did believe, I, I just used to think, no way can that be a bird when I was a girl. And, mm. and you know, actually, it, it, you know, it inspired my imagination that it had to be a flying saucer landed somewhere ah. and it was kind of whirring. 
Ah, there's something about that area of forest is just fantastic. I walk, I can walk to my mum's from there as well. So if I park up at Budby, um, mm-hmm. I can walk towards Warsop and, and oh, yeah. nip into my mum's for a cup of tea and then walk back through the forest. I don't oh. know if you know that path, May, that goes towards mm-hmm. Warsop, um, but my mum yeah. lives at the bottom of Broom Hill. Mm-hmm. Um just before you get to Warsaw, but uh, you didn't really need to know that. Do you feel Do you feel that you are connected to a past life in Sherwood Forest? Or yes, do you... I, do. I do. Yes, mm. I do. Because you you because can really tell. Yeah. yeah, very deeply connected there, to. Right? Yeah, mm. you keep coming back to there, so that's definitely yeah the roots. Uh, I th- I think possibly there are. More people in this area that have had past lives here and they don't realise. And mm. I like to think that the trees recognise us, the ancient trees. I mean, they're over 600 years old, the major oak. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, if you think about it, mm. when what I th- what, one of my thoughts is that actually all the information of the universe is stored in the Akashic Records, but the information uh-huh. of the Akashic Records is is in the 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 crystal matrix that surround the world that's in mm. the earth and all the mm. trees everything that's connected to the earth mm. is connected to that matrix that crystal oh. matrix mm. oh yes so therefore trees would hold that information and they would hold that remembrance of all lives wouldn't they mm. that's so beautifully put I was just yeah. thinking there, Phil, I would love to actually hug the major oak, you know, to do some um, um, channeling, to pick up on those energies that you described there. Wouldn't that be a wonderful gift to do that? Mm. We'll have to go up at night. Yeah, mm. it's all fair. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I, I mean, oh, there's just, there's just so much magic there and so much fun to be had yeah. and so much connection. And I've talked to lots of friends and, and they you know, they feel those special energies there. And I mean, one thing that I'm, I'm really um, enthusiastic about is an area in Sherwood Forest called Leedthorpe Open. And that's been, a, it's been a really special place for me. Like that's where I go for my reset button. That's where as a child, I've always loved to kind of jump around mm. on this strange part of Sherwood Forest where it's an open bit of land mm-hmm. that there aren't trees growing on it just around it um, and it's kind of very um, cushiony bubbles of grass kind of heaps of yeah of grass um, and if you sit if you sit there all day you'll just see families walking past the kids just want to run around all over it and the dogs go nuts and going <laughs> around all over it yeah. and there's, there's something that and as a child i had dreams about aliens being oh, there oh that's yeah. interesting i wonder if there's an energy portal there there is definitely something there yeah. um Can you one re- of my friends lent me a historical um how would you put it uh, so, sort of uh, in the medieval times, um, right. so around about the Magna Carta sort of period. Okay. So, uh, all the the, uh, the the kind of the 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 church sort of took over the land, didn't it? Yes. And um, they they recorded any information about the land as well as owning it. They recorded any information. And there are these books that you can get hold of and, and mm. all of these kind of notes that have been put down about areas of land. There's the, the name of the place, the heading, and then any information. And it's usually something quite boring about um, so-and-so owns this part of land and there's so many houses mm-hmm. for this many people. Just Just kind of really basic information. But my friend lent me this book um, to show me that Gleethorpe Open was in the heading. Right. Okay. And <clears throat> it's said that um, the local people had told told them that um, 
an ancient tribe had invoked a light spirit there. Wow. Mm. Is Gleedthorpe open <clears throat> actually in Neo Gleedthorpe? Gleedthorpe is a place. Yeah. Uh, is it is it close to there? No, because Gleedthorpe is near Meadon Vale. Yeah. Uh, see, I don't know why it's called Gleedthorpe Open, even. The the area of Sherwood Forest Country Park on the map is called uh, Birklands, mm. which is a um, kind of an augmentation of early uh, Viking settler. Um, it was something that sounded like bush land or something right. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably so embarrassed. But um, I used to do the visitor information, tourist information for the visitor centre and I had lots of old leaflets in the story and I just happened to come by this one. But it, it did slip through my fingers. I don't know where it went. Okay. Um, but it explained how Birkland has come from Settler Viking for Birch, you know, Bush. Um, and, you know, that's my childhood dreams of running through Birchland, like with the bobbly grass, the birch trees and the bracken. Mm. Um, and that's the, the sort of energy of Gleedthorpe Open. Um, I've also had a meditation with my Reiki teacher and I had a vision that I was stood there with... Um, and like circles within circles, 3D sphere of circles spinning within each other between right. my hands as well. And I've just got this fascination and this love of the place. And I've found it just as a really nice place to sit with my dogs um, to get peace in my soul. And it's a place where I've had spontaneous song come to me because um, yeah. I like to tone and overtone and yes, chant. because you are, you... And ballet dance. You do overtone singing, don't you, May? Yes, yes. I, um, I went to a workshop in about 2010 um, with Jason Stillwell, who trained as a sound healer with Jonathan Goldman, who yeah. um, creates a lot of really beautiful sound healing if, you, if you're a healer, you're probably familiar with uh, Jonathan Goldman's yeah. um, I am, yes. CDs, uh, Holy Harmony, um, um, uh, there's so many. Um, but yeah, J Jason still trained with him and um, I went to his workshop for returning because it's something that I was always trying to touch on anyway. I just couldn't quite get it. And at his session, um, I... He said that he'd not seen anybody pick it up as quickly as I did for about seven years. Could we be really cheeky and ask for a short demonstration of this, please, mate? Mm. Oh, what now? Yes, oh, yeah. why not? No time like the present. Oh, that's on okay. the spot. Yeah. It's, it's the way that Jason taught us. It's about um, infusing intention with sound and calling in um, uh, to kind of sound the, the right frequencies so oh, it probably sound best if I, I went in uh, my little sound chamber which is my bath bathroom oh <laughs> sounds good um, bathroom acoustics are always brilliant nice they are echo, oh, aren't they nice I love reverb. reverb yes um, so I don't know do you want to throw me an intention a healing intention oh. and I can focus on that as I that sounds good. What about healing the world? The world needs a lot of healing. Healing the world. Doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll have that intention for world healing. And I'll focus on creating that sound. That sounds lovely. Um, Oh, <laughs> 
Thank you. Wow. That wow. was just, good. Some healing right now as well. <laughs> that was incredible. I don't know about you two, Phil and Julie, but yeah. I was tingling from uh, toe to head oh. and I felt out of body when you was doing that. That was incredible. Mm. It's funny that you said toe to head then, Glenn, because it came from, it, it, it felt like it came up from my feet, from yeah. the earth, and but landed in my heart space. Mm. So mm. yeah, I felt beautiful. like there was a galactic connection there. It can be quite emotional to to sing it as well. It can be quite emotional mm. to experience, and you can feel when things are shifting. Yeah, and yeah, thank you. There's lots that. of different ways of working with air, um, oh. with the sound and. Thank you for doing that for us there, May. Sorry to put you on the spot there, but that was that was incredible. So hopefully our listeners will connect with that energy like we have mm. in the studio. You also incorporate belly dancing as well, don't you, May? Yes. Um, actually, my Reiki master suggested I try be, um, belly dancing just because I, I was experiencing hip pain, yeah. um, which I think was probably from more the tightening in my abdomen from the endometriosis. Um, and she she just kind of got the inspiration that belly dancing would help. And there's so many different ways that you move your hips. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I like belly dancing myself, actually. I've done a bit in the past. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Great fun as well. I've done belly bouncing, but never belly dancing. <laughs> <laughs> belly flops, I've done those. It's all good, it's all good. Yeah. I think it's, mine's um, more belly wobbles. <laughs> see this is the thing with belly dancing in so many different ways you couldn't even wobble your tummy you know it's really fun it is and, fun. and it's you kind of learn to sink into your body more and be more real in your body um so it's kind of like you're coming into yourself more you get more body awareness um and of course it's very goddessy yeah, um, the music's you, fantastic you as well. Feel mm. like a, a goddess as you're dancing. It's very empowering, and it's about self love and self confidence. I'd recommend everybody give it a try. Definitely, <laughs> it's quite <laughs> hypnotic as well uh, to watch. Could you say that again? It's quite hypnotic to watch as well. Oh, you know, it has yeah. quite a spiritual content with it. Yes. Yeah, with the it's music, very, very mesmerizing, mm. and, and the frequency of the music as well. Yeah, there's. I mean, you know, I really like watching belly dancing, and um, you know when uh, belly dancers really in in the core of themselves and and really in the moment and the flow is absolutely mesmerizing. It could be barely moving, actually. Yes. Um, but they're, they're just they're just channeling that the the connection with with goddess energy, and it's ab- absolutely mesmerizing and inspiring. It's so beautiful. Mm. Yes. Yes. I, I w- I've, obviously, I've been stalking you today, May, on Facebook and on the internet and wherever I could find any information on on you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, crystal reading as well you do crystal reading yes um, I've not done it for a long time but it's um, something that I want to continue with actually because it was one of those things where I picked it up and pretty quickly and I was quite good at it Yeah. Um, so that came from um, just wanting to treat myself to a little break and seeing in the Spirit and Destiny magazine uh, that the Psychic Sisters were at Thorsby Hall uh, doing a Psychic Sisters uh, course on uh, sort of like using Psychic Tarot and um, spiritual healing. And I just wanted to go and actually, this was in 2011, I just wanted to see if the things that I seemed to be picking up, it, it was like a psychic thing and not just my imagination because... yeah. yeah. 
I kept picking up things about twins and I was feeling morning sickness. Right. Uh, and it turned out it, in sympathy with my older sister who was having twins. And when I found right. out she was having twins, I was, was not surprised <laughs> at all. Um, um, so, yes, uh, Psychic Sisters um, gave us um, a few different things to try. Psychometry, which I picked mm-hmm. up on and managed to uh, pick up on somebody who was very proud in something in the family. And, and they said that... Um, a member of the family was in the original version of Doctor who was actually uh, Doctor Doolittle, and I think it's an old black and white version. Mm-hmm. It's like, gosh, I really, yeah, I really picked up on that. We did psychic tarot, and we also did aura reading, mm-hmm. um, which I picked up really quickly, and this sort of took me to another level where rather than sitting in front of somebody and facing them and doing an aura reading actually got me to sit and face a wall and get them to put their hands on my shoulders and I could see the aura. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Um, and that was kind of an inspiration for the Sky Meditation Group as well because um, I could see that she was actually connecting heaven and earth together through her heart. There was just a great big band of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I said that's what I saw and she told me that she was a Reiki master. Um, so that that didn't surprise me. And yes, we did crystal readings. Um, so I, I really picked, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of took it and made it my own and kind of ran off a feng shui chart as a way of working, looking at different areas of people's lives. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with um, that. Sort of like abundance, um, uh, family. Uh, ancestors, uh, life path, um, uh, helpful guides, and um, within that you've got the circle of past, present, and future. Um, so it's been really useful for myself, and I've managed to pick up on things about my past life which are quite peculiar, but actually corresponded with a quantum healing hypnosis um, session that I had. And also um, a, a cosmic conversation, um, card reading and healing um, with Bayari Beacon. Um, uh, that I, it looks like in a, in a past life I was sort of uh, lived as a, like a crystalline and, and today is that energy within uh, crystals right. yeah. and a crystal planet. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, I, I, I really did enjoy um the crystal readings and i feel like um where i am at the moment after a lot of like deep healing and clearing i want to further and uh follow on with crystal readings and aura readings as well are you getting back into that then now may now that you're feeling better and your your healing journey is oh you're breaking up quite a bit um sorry i'll say that again are you wanting to get more into that now that your healing journey you know is is going well and you're recovering uh yeah i mean for me um wanting to get more into it is this is kind of like i've needed uh, to do a lot of self-healing. Um, yes. Yeah. The energies that come through when I do the Earth Sky groups, it's really kind of um, kind of turbocharged me into letting things go that aren't serving me in my life and I've had to kind of work with those transitions um, and also mm. self-healing with the endometriosis and also um, I, I work a, a day job and I'm I um, I'll give service to others in care in day service. Yeah. Um, and also had to do a lot of um studying around that as well. Um. So I've, life has has really been very full force. Yeah. Um. So I've I've had to address those things. Um. Um, but I've had to address those things so that I can make way for who I really am. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it was it was ridiculous, really, because during this kind of 
phase in my life from about from 2017 I had um a kundalini awakening yeah so uh, that's when you get like a burst of energy coming up from the root chakra yeah um and it travels all the way up your energy channel up your spine yeah and and kind of pretty much explodes up into your head yeah it's like the snake, isn't it, that comes up? Yes. The snake on yes, the it, Yes, it's definitely depicted as a snake. Mm. Um, there's a really good um, person on YouTube, Roger Chaudhuri, and, he, and he'll talk about kind of the ancient um, Indian knowledge about uh, Kundalini energy, and it was, it was very helpful for me. Um to me, it was like um, a firework going off, and I, I had the suspicion that I was having Kundalini symptoms. I was picking up on things. Things were, I was getting strange sensations, and um, some of them weren't very comfortable. And I kind of used to get like a buzzy feeling in my head, like I was going to pass out sometimes. Um, and I was doing a lot of kind of spiritual research on YouTube, as a lot of people do, and people mention this sort of Kundalini symptom. Yeah. And I thought, I wonder if there is this, but I kind of didn't believe it either because it sounds too magical. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the, the night it happened, it was so completely mundane. It was just a normal, you know, coming home from work, feed the dogs, take the dogs for a walk, make tea, come upstairs, do some studying and go to bed. And um, I had this really deep dream that I was being spoken to. And I was talking back, but it was so deep, I have no idea what I was saying and what was being said to me. And it... Uh, the dream was kind of situated in in like a, the heart of a of a burnt out fire by the side of a giant redwood stump, and these women brought me under their blankets over the burnt out over the ashes of the fire, <clears throat> and then I went into this deep deep state in my dream, and then um, uh, and then <laughs> it was really odd. I was told the, the one thing that I do remember being told by this voice that I was speaking with uh, told me to say yellow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yellow. Say the word yellow. <laughs> so I said the word yellow and I woke myself up out of sleep and kind of went through sleep paralysis. Oh, right. <laughs> so um, my partner thought I was having a nightmare because I was making these strange noises. <laughs> As I was waking myself up through sleep paralysis trying to say yellow, um, I won't I won't um, recreate that sound. <laughs> 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 but, but then um, I was just laying on my side and I and I just thought, I'll, I'll just try it one more time. And I don't know what this was, what this mechanism was or why I had to say this word, but I just kind of whispered to myself and went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that was it. That was it. I mean, I was fully awake. I'd just spoken to my partner and... I was just laying on my side and about to go back to sleep and just said this yellow. And then it was like some kind of code word for like, this is going to be full on. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. Go, 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 go. <laughs> firework. You've had some yeah. fascinating experiences there. So uh, brilliant. Yeah. 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 Great talking to you. So we could do with finding out where people can find you. How, uh, that, how you know. that's gone so quick. How yeah. long have we got left? Not long, so we need uh, May to no, tell us I where we can find you on Facebook or a website and things like that. Um, well, you can find me on Earth Sky Heart Space on Facebook. Um, so that's, that's my page. I have got boroff.co.uk yeah. uh, website. Um, I will be starting Earth Sky meditation groups again. Um, at the Sacred Sound Healing and Arts Centre in Mansfield. you might be. Um, I'm interested in doing one-to-one sessions. Um, So do contact me. Um, 
if you're interested in a one-to-one sky healing session they're very beautiful and powerful and profound and can you do those uh, online as well there may i can do them online i yeah. can do them over zoom i did i did actually this time last year i was doing zoom session yeah that's good i think i'd like one of those sessions in the middle of Sherwood forest mm. definitely there we go for next year sometime yes uh, i mean do get in touch i'm uh, we did mention maybe um, having a try. If any of you would like to have a, a one-to-one Earth Sky session and maybe do a recording of it, then... Yeah, that would be fantastic. Oh, that would be. Yeah, that would be lovely. Yeah. We've, not had, we've not had time to get the uh, the wheel of random questions out. Well, oh, well we've oh, got no. about three minutes, so maybe... Oh, have we? Could, yeah. Maybe oh, right. Come on, that. Julie, wheel the wheel in. Bring the wheel in, please, if you could. <clears throat> <laughs> oh it must be heavy you drop one <laughs> it's a long oh, way yeah. away <laughs> <laughs> oh oh dear I can't help but just think of the wheel of misfortune from Mark and Lard <laughs> <laughs> the wheel of misfortune the wheel of misfortune oh we have a question okay we have a question quick okay. question what is the best way for a person to attain happiness mate oh that's nice what is the best way for a person to attain happiness? Confidence. Happiness. Happiness. Yes. Uh, gratitude. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That sums it's it up. And that yeah. was, and that's the last question actually made that I was going to ask you is, what are you, what are you, can you tell us what you're grateful, grateful for, for today? Mm-hmm. What am I grateful for today? Hmm. Um, I'm grateful for so much. I'm grateful for, um, I'm grateful for you, for you and this podcast. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. you very this, much. this is really, really wonderful and it feels really meant to be. Yeah, That's absolutely. Nice, definitely. It's so lovely. It feels I, like a in the universe. It's beautiful. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. No, you're welcome for joining. You, you, you're more than welcome. And I've got that many questions left. You're going to have to come, come back. Come on again. <laughs> definitely. Um, I am inviting myself out to play with you and climb trees in Shield Forest as well. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yes, let's do uh, it again then. I'm coming to do that because um, I love forest bathing and... Yes. Shinrin Yoku, I've practiced. Yes. Um, I'm very interested in your approach to forest bathing. Ooh. I think we could be kindred spirits. There you go. Oh, well, that's a play date then. <laughs> Marvellous. That's, that's yeah. what we're doing. Um, yes. Okay, then. That's what, uh, what are you grateful for, Julie, today? I'm grateful for opportunities and being alive. Nice. Mm, yeah. yeah. Glenn? I'm grateful for all the love in my life, my children, my family, and also my health. Nice. That's good. That's good. I am grateful for opportunities. Um, I am grateful for being pushed out. I've said this yesterday, but I am grateful for being pushed out of my comfort zone. Thank you and good night. We will see you you. again. See you all very soon. Namaste, everybody. Namaste. Thank you for listening and continuing to support the Full Circle Podcast. We would love for you to subscribe and share. Don't forget to find us on our official Facebook page. Until next time, have a good time, all of the time.